0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Bills advance. They win in the wild card round for the fourth consecutive year. And the winning continues. They've been playing in the playoffs. They've talked about it for over a month. And they keep stringing these together, and they are playing their best. Mike, you have a
0: year left on your contract.
2: So that's about right. Brooke Pryor. Hey, Mike, you got a year left on your contract. Tomlin just walks off. Out. let he's outski. <laughs> he's done. Not going to even let her finish the question. Not going to answer the question. And I'll get out on the front end of this. Yes, it's a question that Brooke Pryor absolutely should have asked. Nick Sirianni, who took his team to the Super Bowl, was asked a similar question last night. Jalen Hurts, who took a team to the Super Bowl last year, was asked after their loss last night, what do you think? about Sirianni. Will he be back next year? If that kind of question doesn't get asked by a national reporter, and that's what Brooke is, she's a local slash national reporter, then she's going to get called out by her bosses. It was a question that had to be asked. I thought Mike Tomlin could have answered it. He decided not to, and that's where we begin. And the question of the day is this. It's the subject of our Twitter poll, at underscore Adam Crowley. And it's brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick, Home Improvement Trust, PJ.com. Do you blame the players more for yesterday's loss or do you blame Mike Tomlin more for yesterday's loss? You can vote. You can weigh in all morning long. Four one two We'll take your calls the entirety of the show. I think you can make a compelling case, Doran, that yesterday's loss was the fault of the players. However, I'm going to give some stats real quick. points per game allowed the last five playoff games for the Steelers under Mike Tomlin. Five straight playoff losses, allowing 31 or more points. Mike Tomlin, a defensive-minded head coach, has seen his team surrender 29 or more points in nine of his 10 playoff losses. He's now 8-10 and ten in the playoffs. The Steelers have been outscored 122-47 to 47 in the first half of their last five playoff games. 23 teams have won a playoff game more recently than the Steelers. They are 3-9 and nine in the last 12 playoff games, and he has only won a playoff game in four out of 17 seasons. I can say that it was the players yesterday, but the trend is with this guy at head coach, this once-proud franchise no longer wins playoff games, Doran Dickerson. They just don't win them anymore. When they get there, it's usually by the skin of their teeth. Things need to go right in the last game of the regular season, and when they get there, they're not competitive in the first half and get their doors blown off. Yeah, they
1: get whooped. They get whooped, and to me, like, you know, we could sit here and we could parse our way through this uh, and dissect this game and say, you know, the players and missed tackles and uh, penalties and, you know, fumbles, things of that nature, all the things that you can't do in a football game. But to me, that leads to not being prepared, and that leads to the head coach. You know, that leads to coaching. That leads to not having your guys ready. Uh, you know, I, I say this all the time. As a professional, you, you don't need motivated by another person. You should be able to motivate yourself, especially in a setting where, you know, it's do or die, and it's a playoff game, and you find your way in there. You have another opportunity. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that the effort was questionable in the game because I think the effort was okay. They played hard. They yeah. played hard. Obviously, they fought back, but you just it didn't feel like the Steelers – we're, we're up for the task in the moment. And to me, that that's mindset. That's not being ready. That's not being prepared. You know, the angles on some of the plays. I mean, Patrick Peterson you know, losing contain on some of the runs and things of that nature and then losing guys in coverage and, you know, the the, the missed tackles and the penalties and just shooting yourself in the foot. It looked like it was, it was early September football that you're trying to work kinks out whenever –
2: It was do or die. And that's why I'll say it was more this particular game on the players. But when it is almost every guy to a man, that does fall on coaching. And I also thought the strategy in this game was horrific. I thought that the game plan clearly was we're going to run the ball. And that's the plan early. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. The Bills like to play two high safeties. Guess what they barely did in this game? Played two high safeties. They had a stack box basically from the beginning of the game until the end of the game, and that's where the plan fell short for me. So I can hear it both ways, that it was the players in this game and that it was the coaching staff. The true reality is it was both, but against Cincinnati, Seattle, and Baltimore, in the first half of those games, the Steelers had plays of 86, 44, 37, 25, 23, 23, and 23 yards. They threw the ball and took shots down the field in each of those last three games in their winning streak. That's what got them here. And then that opens up the running game. The Bills were playing one high safety and the Steelers were content early on. They ran a nice screenplay to Jalen Warren, but apart from that, it was short passes Mm -hmm. and trying to run the ball into a crowded box. That is bad game plan. And then one more thing on the coaches. At the end of the first half, unforgivable timeout lack of usage. Unforgivable. The Bills punter busted up his hamstring. He was fine because he punted in the first possession of the second half after they shot him up, clearly. But he wouldn't have had time to get shot up. You were going to force them to punt the ball with a guy who was not capable, probably, at that point of punting. You would have had 40 to 50 seconds left on the clock had you used your timeouts appropriately. You're down two touchdowns. Why were you playing... As if, oh, we can't let Buffalo score again. No, no, no. Try to get a stop and put some damn points on the board. Mm-hmm. Keep that momentum rolling. Mike Tomlin sat on his hands. So again, I'll argue the players didn't do a good job in this game, but those two coaching things were real bad: the game plan, the lack of a plan B, and then the timeout usage absolutely was
1: Mike Tomlin's fault. The one thing I don't want to hear is you know any if you have any thought that Mason wasn't was was bad in this game, you're insane. Like, I thought he was solid. I know he threw a pick in the end zone, and that kind of stalled what they were trying to do, and that could have brought them back, obviously, in the game. I mean, with second down, he threw a pick, and, and you brought this up earlier. You said it was an empty set. Well, that's another bad coaching decision. Like, uh, empty on second and goal, and you're, 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 your motive is to run the football?
2: That's exactly right, Doran. All week long, I said and we said that this team looks like they thought it would look this year in their three-game winning streak. They were physical, they ran the football, they got back to their identity the way, the vision that Omar Khan and Andy Weidel built this team. They wanted to win in the trenches. It's second and goal from the four. You're down 14. Mason made a bad decision. It was not a good interception. I I don't think he played poorly, to your point, Doran, but it was a bad throw, bad pick, but you didn't give him a chance. It's second and goal from the four, and you go empty? You don't even give the illusion that you might run the ball? You don't put the ball in the belly of a running back and run a play action? You just go empty. Everyone in the world knows he's going to throw. He ain't going to do a quarterback draw. He's Mason Rudolph. Right. Disastrous. That right there, Dorn. that play, that moment, was a player making a bad decision, but it was the coaching staff putting him in a position to make a bad decision, and that right there was game over for me. That was it. That was the play where I said, you're down 14. You have a chance to cut it to a one-score game. Maybe make those bums in Buffalo get tight. And you throw a pick, and that leads immediately to the Josh Allen 52-yard touchdown run. And just like it's been in each of the last four playoff games the Steelers played, it was over in the second freaking quarter. (sighs)
0: Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: And so here's the bigger question then. How can we expect, if Mike Tomlin doesn't choose to step away, how do we expect that this looks any different next year? It's the same thing every year. You either get in by the skinnier teeth and get blown out, or you miss out on the playoffs by the skinnier teeth. And we're all left going, oh, boy, what's going to change for next year? Here's the answer. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing's going to change.
1: I mean, if you're if you're out there, I mean, give us a call. Obviously, we're going to take your calls uh, throughout the show. But, like, if you have a positive mindset, if you're one of the few, I guess, that has a positive mindset for this franchise with the way it's constructed now, moving into next year, what is the route to thinking that they are going to be a better football team next year? Because I can't find one. Yep. Tell me why. Tell I, don't, us I, why. I can't find one. Like, I, 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 I've I sat here for the last hour trying to figure out, okay, you know, and Bechtel walked in and was like, who would you rather be? Would you rather be the Eagles today or would you rather be the Steelers today? And it was honest and it was a good question. And I was like, absolutely, the Eagles. Not because even close. Yeah, the foundation's there. They've been there before. They can figure it out. They can fine tune. They have a quarterback. With the Steelers, I don't know what they are.
2: Yeah, I think that if fans call up and want to paint a rosy picture of the way things are going to look starting next year, it's going to be, well, maybe they'll get a new D coordinator, they're going to get a new offensive coordinator, and maybe, just maybe, that resurrects Kenny Pickett, or maybe, just maybe, Rudolph showed enough that with a new coordinator, next year can be different. Man, they've lost playoff games now with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell as your skill position, guys, with... David DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey anchoring an offensive line and a pro bowler at left tackle. They lost when they were the more talented team. Now they've got blown out when they weren't favored. They were a huge underdog in this game. They've found ways to lose now with multiple rosters. One roster was constructed to score a bunch of points, and the defense blew it. This roster constructed to play with defense, and you give up 31 points. They found ways to lose different ways over the course of the last seven years under Mike Tomlin. So next year, if you're only changing the coordinators and you're adding a couple of pieces through free agency and through the draft, the main problem for me is still there. And that's the head coach. Now, when he walked away at the end of that press conference, you tell me if, if you felt the same way, Dorian, that kind of lent credence to some of those reports out there that maybe he is considering stepping away. And I think that would be the best thing for this franchise. They're not going to fire him. They're not going to trade him right now. If he steps away, they would have the ability like Sean Payton to after a year trade him. Yep. That, to me, is the best possible option. I'd hire Mike Vrabel and say, all right, let's see where this thing goes. But if he doesn't step away, he's going to be the head coach next year. And how could anybody expect different, man? There, there, I, you can't. I mean, j-
1: you just laid it out perfectly. I mean, there's going to be little little uh, detailed Things that they're going to change ish, like the coordinators and things of that nature. But I don't know if that's really going to, you know, you know, help this team get to where we, you know, hope that they could ever get to again. And that did show me that uh, at the end, whenever Brooke Pryor asked that question, I mean, it showed me two things. It was like, OK, like, I don't want to answer this right now. I just lost the playoff game. Um, you know, the weight has been on my shoulders a lot. He's not going to admit that, obviously, ever, or he's not going to even try to show that, but I thought he did show that, that this season took a toll on him. And you know what? I don't want to answer this question right now after a playoff loss, but at the end of the day, it's a valid question because it's out there. And if you don't want to
2: answer it and the way that he did walk off, it shows me that you thought about it. Right. When you've got one year left on your deal, and this now puts an exclamation point on yet another season ending with a loss by double digits in the playoffs. That's a question that had to be asked. And I guess I'm not surprised that he didn't answer it. Because I do think he's thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's not just one report out there. It's Florio. It's Schefter. It's Peter King. It's Ian Rappaport. All these guys. Mike Tomlin is considering sitting out, taking some time. If he had answered the question with a snippy Mike Tomlin one-liner, that would have been, okay, He he's back. right? Ah, oh, He's being typical Tomlin. We've never seen never that saw him from that. him. Never and saw when him do people do things that they don't usually do, when they break from who they are, you can read into the not saying of things.
1: I also think that it was in a moment where he was very vulnerable. And I think that in his mind is like, If I answer this question, it's going to be, I'm going to probably say something I'm going to regret. So let me just walk out and not even acknowledge it. That's true. I think he was, you know, obviously very, very upset and very drained. And, you know, the way they lost and and throughout the season, everything's all balled up. That that was a trigger question. And he was like, I better walk away right now or I will say something I will regret, will regret. 100%.
2: 100%. Yeah. Too. I could yeah, it could have been a mature thing like, yeah. hey, I I don't want us I don't want to say the thing that's going to be the story. Walking away will be the story, but the thing would be much much, much worse. Bigger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where do you come down on this? Do you now feel that Mike Tomlin is going to take some time off? Who do you blame more for this loss, the players or coaches? Can you paint a rosy picture of how the Steelers get back to prominence? Or are you in the pits of your own despair? 412-928-9370. Please call us. You can also text us on the Edgar Steiner & Associates fan text line, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And the Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Your calls all morning long, but then also one player weighed in on the locker room dynamic of these Pittsburgh Steelers. Wait until you hear what this player had to say. That's all on the way after an Austin Bechtold fan headline.